Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast, Gifts from God. Today, we're talking about when you're never adopted. Bruce Snavely is a dear friend of our family, and I didn't find out about his story until I was an adult, so I'm so thankful he's allowing me to share it with you today. You can read the whole thing in his book, All the Way Home by Bruce Snavely. So here is his story. His father, Jeff, had married his high school sweetheart and they'd had four children. Jeff went to Yale for medical school and was well-liked and known by everyone, especially the women. One of those women was Lillian, who would end up causing Jeff to get divorced and then the two of them were married. They had three children and the youngest was Bruce. Jeff was extremely respected in their town. The family lived on a farm and life seemed pretty perfect to little Bruce. But things between Bruce's parents were not good. There was a lot of arguing and even physical violence. But Jeff was still well-liked by the women and there was affairs. To cope with the stress, Bruce's mom bought a horse. She learned to ride and she would take her stress out with a good ride. But eventually she could not take it anymore and she said she wanted a divorce. Jeff said the kids were staying with him, and this, of course, was not how divorces worked. The mother always got the children. This is when Jeff took her horse and killed it. He had the children help him cut the horse up so it could be dog food. He left the head where she could find it. They were downward spiral and needing psychological help. Claiming mental illness as a reason, Jeff got full custody of the children. This was the world of Bruce. He was in kindergarten. Then came the stepmom, a new mom, and Bruce and his older siblings began a new normal. And then after finishing grade one, Bruce's father had a heart attack and died. Bruce's mother came back into the picture and demanded that the children come back with her. The children at this point had believed the lies their father had told them about their mother, and they really wanted nothing to do with her. They acted up and they did everything they could do to make her just give up on them. And she eventually did and sent them back to their stepmother. Bruce tried to get back to just regular life. He only wanted to just have his normal family again. But his stepmother had changed. She was drinking and she seemed to really dislike the children. Bruce and his brother and sister didn't know what to do. But one day, as he was about to start grade four, everything changed. He came down the stairs to find a suitcase. One suitcase for him and one for his older brother. His stepmother was sending the boys away. They were picked up by the welfare department and sent to a group home. Then a car came for Bruce. He was going to something called a foster family. He had no idea what this was, and he didn't know why his brother was going to a different foster family or why his sister got to stay at home. He didn't know anything. He was brought to this new home. Nora was his foster mom, and they had two kids. It was really a nice family. They were really religious, and they took him to church every week, and he liked church. The foster's dad was really nice. His name was Bruce, and he liked playing football with Bruce. Bruce tried hard to just be normal. He knew how to be charming. He knew how to be nice. But no matter how hard he tried, he just couldn't do it. He was so angry and he was so confused. And all he wanted to do was go home. Why did he have to live with this family? They were nice, but they weren't his family. One day, 
he saw a metrophone. He remembered his foster mother telling him how important it was to her. So he just took it, broke it, and then put it back. When he got home from school, he saw his suitcase packed again. He was actually a little excited. Maybe he would get to go home, but he didn't. He went to another foster home. Actually, in the next three months, he was in three different foster homes. Every time he left one, it was with the hope that this time they would bring him home, but they never did. Then he came to a foster home on a farm. He loved the farm. It reminded him of home. His foster brother was older and really cool, and they got along great. And he even started to feel like a home. His grades started to go up. And he loved playing sports and he was really good at it. Then one day the family sat him down. They had news for him. There was a school for boys. It was a really good school, but it was in Pennsylvania. It was owned by the Hershey family. They're this family that made chocolates and they used some of their profits for this school. And it was a school for boys who were orphans. Since Bruce's father had died, he was eligible to go to this school. It had this great sports program and there was really good academics. Bruce would have a future if he graduated from this school. Most importantly, Bruce's brother would be there too. Bruce really, really liked this foster family, but he really wanted his family back. So he was very happy about this idea. The school smelled like chocolate every day. He was able to compete in gymnastics and he made the swim team and the hockey team. He did great in his classes and he was with his brother. But then in grade seven, his uncle came. But they only came for his older brother and Bruce was alone again. It didn't matter what the school had to offer. It was a school. It wasn't a family. Every Saturday, families could visit But no one visited Bruce, not his mom, not his stepmom, not his older brothers and sisters from his father's first marriage who were now married and had kids of their own. There was lots of family, but no visitors. Then he got news that his uncle and aunt wanted him to come and spend the summer with him. He couldn't have been more thrilled. He was glad to be with his brother again. But the thought of going back to the school made him sick. He just wanted family. A family that knew his aunt and uncle agreed to be a foster family for Bruce and he could live close to his brother again. This was a very rich foster family. They had everything. Bruce got along great with her children. Everything was perfect. And that made Bruce afraid. Perfect always ends. So it was just a matter of time. And as his fear grew, it came out in acts of aggression. The summer after grade eight, Bruce and his foster siblings had this huge party while the parents were away, and the party included a lot of drinking. Once the foster family found out, they packed Bruce's bags, and he was sent to a new foster home, all the way back to his home state. It was a very full foster home. All the kids no one wanted went to this foster home. The foster parents were mean and weird. He had lost everything. Then he saw his sister. Bruce had only seen her once since he went into foster care way back that one morning, the beginning of grade four. She was married now. Her husband had come back from the war. His sister and her husband were using heroin and their lives were a disaster. 
School started, and one day at school, the cafeteria lady came to see Bruce. She remembered him from when he was a little boy and remembered when he first went into foster care. When she saw where Bruce was living, she stepped in and got him out. She became a foster home, and Bruce moved in. It had been four years of being in foster care, and this was his sixth placement. His brother had basically had a normal childhood. He had spent all those years with his aunt and uncle. His sister had not gone into foster care at all and had done really well in high school and even went to college. Only Bruce had jumped from home to home. Bruce decided that he was going to have to take control of his own life. He was in high school now. He knew that he could be charming. He knew he was smart and he knew he could play sports. He had all these emotions and he just needed to just forget about all of them. If he was going to be someone, he was going to have to take control for himself. So he ran for class president and won. Things were going well for him again. He had good grades. People were respecting him. He had lots of friends. Then his stepmom showed up. She had gotten married. She lived in a nice home in a rich part of town. And she wanted Bruce to come and visit. He did. They had a pool and a beautiful home. And he realized she had spent the last five years living well. Bruce asked if they would like to go to his football game. He was starting this time. They agreed. Could life really be good now? Would he finally get to go home? But at halftime, his stepmom and her husband left. He saw them leave and he realized it was only a visit. She didn't want him. All the anger he had buried came up to the surface. All the fear and the rage of the last five years overflowed. School changed. He was not charming guy anymore. He was not the same guy who won the class election. His anger led him to be suspended from school after he hit a student. Then at the age of 16, Bruce found out just how bad his stepmother had been. His father had left everything to his children, not to her, but she had found a way to take all of it. His father had owned a lot of land and a lot of property. She had sold it or was renting it out. And while he jumped from house to house, there was people living in the home he was supposed to have. This was the point where Bruce snapped. Then the girl he was interested in and wanted to start dating was suddenly killed in a car accident. All of this combined led Bruce to start drinking very heavily. He began drinking and fighting And then he even robbed a store with a gun he had found. The lady who had given him a home could not allow him to stay any longer. And so he was kicked out. Too old for a foster home. Now he was just homeless. But then he found out about a band looking for a singer. And he could sing, so he joined. Soon he was traveling all over the state singing. But a bar fight ended him with almost being beat to death. And his band days were done. Then Bruce heard word that some bodies had been found from a serial killer. And then he found out his older sister's body was confirmed as one of his victims. At that point, Bruce knew his family would never be again together. The hope he had, even the little tiny bit of hope that he still had, just that little flint, it was gone. Now he had no family. That's when he met a guy named Lee. Bruce had known Lee when he was a little kid. It was good to see a familiar face again. Lee told him he had recently given his life to Jesus. He shared the love of Jesus with Bruce, and Bruce, in all his brokenness, turned to Jesus. Bruce started attending church with Lee and eventually moved in with him. 
Even though he was a Christian, the effects of his hard life were still there. The anger was still there. And every time he passed by the property he knew was supposed to be his, he could feel all of that anger coming up again. Thinking about his sister being killed, all of those things, all those years in foster care, all those emotions were there. And then one Sunday in church, sitting in a pew, he began to cry. In all the years in foster care, he had never cried. For the first time he cried and he let all of it out. And that day in church, he felt God heal him of his pain and he felt himself become a new man. Shortly after that, Bruce felt God call him to be a pastor. The first step was college and God led a man to pay his way through school. At college, Bruce joined a choir and that's where he met a beautiful, very popular piano player. Her name was Grace, and she had the exact opposite family life of Bruce. Her family was a Christian, and her father and mother loved each other, and her father was a Bible professor. Bruce had no family, but Grace's family quickly became his family. After college, Bruce married Grace, and he finally had his forever family. By 1990, they were living in Newfoundland, Canada, pastoring a church, and Grace was giving birth to their fourth child and their first son. This is where I knew Bruce. My father was a pastor in Newfoundland, and Mr. and Mrs. Snavely, as I knew Grace and Bruce, were my parents' closest friends. Their daughters, Allison, Amy, and Ashley, were friends of mine. They lived on the other side of the island, so when our families got together, it was always for a few days. Bruce and Grace, they're like an aunt and uncle to me. They are my family. When my family moved to Ontario, the Snavely family moved to Ontario shortly after. So we continued to be part of my life. And later they moved to the States and our families visit still once a year. Bruce began working at a Christian university. And while there, he saw a problem with mission work. There were a few options. One, you could train Canadians and Americans in the language of the mission field and how to live in the culture and then send them to a country where they're going to stick out like a sore thumb and spend years trying to build relations, often just to return home because of sickness or frustration. The other option is to bring local Christians to America for them to study in American universities. They're forced to learn the American culture and study in a second language, and also they have to leave their families in another country with no way to support them. Both of these options have obvious flaws. Bruce and Grace came up with a third option. Both were university professors, so they put together a university-level program and took the program to the locals living in the African countries. The preachers and their wives meet for a few weeks at a time, and with translators, they take university classes right there in their own country. The program is called Global Baptist Training Foundation, and there's going to be a link to that in the bio. I've talked about this program often in my blogs and in my podcast. Today, Bruce and Grace have four children and nine grandchildren. Bruce isn't looking for his family anymore. He's found his family, and he's found peace. Bruce wrote his story in the book called All the Way Home, and the link to that will be in the show notes. It's a fantastic book that everyone needs to read. I hope that you really enjoyed today's podcast. Um, You can check out our website, lauraleesiemens.com, and then click on the foster and adoption section on that to see um, more blogs, um, some videos, and more podcasts. And also make sure you subscribe to this podcast so that you won't miss any. We're going to be having some more episodes coming up where Leslie and I are going to sit down and answer questions that you have about fostering and adopting. So please send in those questions to us. 
so that we have something to talk about when we get together and do our podcast. In the meantime, subscribe to our podcast, Gifts from God, and we will see you next week.